Tank here, live, super pumped up for this show. Got a great special guest coming up. Um, good person I was able to meet. Bill, Bill, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, Frank? Man, how are you? Now we were just talking. Now, I, funny thing is, Bill and I are actually in the same room together. We're together. We're sitting right next to each other right now. And this is Bill's first podcast, which is cool because I always seem to get people got come on that never been on it, but they have incredible knowledge of sports. And I'm like, you gotta come on the show. Come on the Frank the Tank show. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then I, I, we finally were able to get it going on. So, Bill, welcome to Frank Tank Show, man. Hey, man. Thanks a lot. Nice to be here. Good to finally get it done. Absolutely. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. A, a video had gone viral of you running in the street <laughs> when the Phillies uh, made it to the pennant. Is that, is, that, is that a true story? It's definitely true. I wanted to smash the pumpkin that was out front, but it ended up being fake. <laughs> it was so, a fake pumpkin that you wanted it was decorations there i thought they were real i my wife does that stuff so i ran outside thinking i was going to smash a pumpkin and it ended up being a fake one so i just threw it and then ran down the street and smacked a couple signs and take you back to the old days i'm sure i'm sure we all smashed a couple pumpkins in our day yeah, yeah. no pun intended by the way for the smash of pumpkins no um big sports guy you and i've had some great conversations of sports wide range of sports your love for sports, man, and Philly sports. Uh, talk a little bit about it. Let the viewers uh, kind of get a feel for that. Hey, just grew up typical Philly sports fan, watching all you know all four sports. Family was always into it. My dad was super into it, super into the Flyers. Uh, diehard Eagles fan. Grew up playing playing all those sports: uh, baseball, hockey, football, everything. Uh, loved it all. Loved it all. Still love it. Can't get enough of it. Phillies had us through a loop this year. Definitely a topic that's what we're talking about. And you know like, a lot of sports. And it's ironic because you live in Jersey. Um, but you're still stuck with the Philly roots because people will come over and, like, you know, they they change teams. Uh, it doesn't happen too often. It could be worse. You know, we have Philadelphia people that live here and are Dallas fans. 
which I never understood. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust those kind of people, <laughs> realistically. But um, real quick, you mentioned something that you and I had, had talked about and that we're talking about in the future, and, um, and that's your father for the love of the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, you know, you know, your father passed away, and you had a credible urn created in memory of your father um, with the Flyers emblem on there. Uh, a beautiful piece of art. Uh, I think you'd be pretty happy about the way the team is playing right now. Um, so it's definitely a beautiful piece. And just a quick uh, little five-second moment of silence for your father. And definitely God for us. This is so I've got to know you a little bit now. And uh, you're an incredible man and happy to have you on the show for sure. Now let's get into it because we have a lot to talk about. We're going to do a rapid fire here. But before we get into it, we got to do a quick plug. We rolled down there earlier. Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, we both have some great affiliation with everybody involved. My man, Big Daddy Bill here is guys a good relationship with Pierre Robert. Um, incredible man. Definitely going to save that story for another conversation. But he popped down. I got to say hi. Camp Out for Hunger. Preston Steve, the biggest food drive in America, in the world, fill abundance. I've been down there all week. I slept about six minutes in the last two days. Bill is definitely the, the beauty here. The show is actually called Beauty and the Beast at this point. <laughs> Get down there. Preston Steve came out for hunger. I'll be there all week. A great, great cause. Bill surprised us with his presence today for a few minutes before, uh, and he'll be down there tomorrow. Fireworks night, right? Yeah, food and fireworks truck. I mean, that, that event, is special to me. I have four kids, one on the way. And to hear the stats of children not being able to eat at home and, and they only get a meal at school, I, I, it just tears me up, man. It really does. So every year we try and go down there, me and all the kids, uh, and donate as much as we can. It, it It's just, I could never imagine my kids being hungry at night. It, it, it just really gets to me. So that's it's it's a it's a charity and event that is super dear to my heart and my family's heart and my kids all love to go down and donate. So it's uh, it's 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 a big deal and everybody should participate. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And this is my first time getting to go down there. Um, I've been doing photography, uh, busy running around. It really is something special. They do a lot of hard work and it deserves to be recognized. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing it. So get down there, say hi. You'll see uh, big, big Daddy Bill, the sports guy. Well, folks, sports real bad, but see, uh, yeah, he will learn. <laughs> First time conversation, Phillies, do the old rapid. Phillies lose the World Series 4-2. Now, who would have thought, if you told me that with everything that happened and the new manager, that they were going to go to Game 6 of the World Series, sign me up every day. What were your thoughts when they even made it to the World Series and seeing how the season planned out from the firing of Joe Girardi all the way until the final? I mean, it seemed like it was meant to be. It, it seemed like there was nothing that was going to stop us from winning this, even if it was in seven games. It seemed inevitable that it was just our destiny this year for it to happen. Um, it so was. It, like, the Harper home run, the, just the plays that were being made. It's like the, the Reese, like they walked um, – who do they walk to bring Reese up and he ended up hitting the home run and smashing the bat down? Like it they, was they would have they would have had to walk Schwarber. 
He bats ahead of him. What he bats one, Reese bats two. I know. It's pretty crazy how they have that, too. But, you know, they, they were going to do it. I thought that that was it. It didn't seem to make sense to me that Schwarber batted one, being he was the home run champion. But, hey, I mean, it seemed to work. You would think he'd be at least two or three to knock a couple runs in. But, hey, it worked all year. It was hard to go against Rob Thompson, everything he did. Uncle Rob. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it felt like everything that he did was the right call, no matter how crazy it seemed. So no one seemed to question him when he put Alvarez in or he made these questionable calls. The Wheeler, pulling Wheeler, though, that that seemed to be analytics at its best that went horribly wrong. Well, it's essentially one of the reasons why Joe Girard was by fire. Such a big analytic guy and – Look what happened. Realistically, my opinion on Joe Girardi, and I say this about a lot of coaches in all different sports, when you have Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, Mark Teixeira, yeah. Andy Pettit, A-Rod, all, A-Rod what, what do you really need to do? All right, boys, get out there. Yeah, that, that, you know, <laughs> the manager can only do so much. He doesn't play the game. So, yeah, when you have that lineup, of course, it's hard to, uh, to do anything but win. You know when they when he when he made that comment that they had already pre-planned pulling him out this early. Like, I understand totally that analytics play a part of the game, but there has to be a point in a game six final. This is all, you got everything on the line here. Your gut, your natural instinct of baseball has to come in and say, "Hey, Wheeler's throwing lightning bolts out there. He still got it. He." He hasn't let a run up yet. A- analytics has to go out the window. That plan. His he, pitch count down so low. At, yeah, he was at seventy pitches. Seventy pitches. Seventy pitches. It didn't make. It made no sense why they pulled him out. But just like every other call that this year, you, you, you kind of just kind of okay. Maybe he he knows something we don't, and it just backfired. And it sucks. He got him there. You're not going to question the decision making. And people were starting to say that Adam Wheeler threw his coach under, under the bus because of what he said. No, he expressed who wasn't uh, concerned about it or who. Oh, that was a great move. They pulled Wheeler in six. Wheeler could have went. He could have went at least another two. The Astros were so happy when he got pulled. He was he was wheeling a deal in. Right. But incredible stuff. Now let's talk about some of the unfortunate things as well. You know, Castellanos hitting behind Harper has been absolutely terrible. Castellanos' play has been absolutely awful. He's made a couple good grabs, but other than that, I mean, he had to have been moved down. There was a couple things that they could have done. Um, who, was that De- who was that, Derek Hall, that came up and hit 15 home runs in three games? Like, what why, why wasn't he in the lineup? Why wasn't he even a reserve? He should have been some type of option. I forgot about Derek Cole. He hit like back to back back home he, runs in his he, first three games. He he was a monster. Yes, his defense wasn't all that good, but hey, we needed the hitting. Our offense was shit. It it it, it should have went a totally different way. It, it, again, but you go back to Rob being so good all year, you kind of trust his instincts, and you know it's it it is what it is. It's still a great point that he made because I, I want to stick with it for a little minute. What happened to Derek Cole? 
I don't know. They they, <laughs> they used them, abused them, and sent them back down. They used them, abused them, and I think he was actually volunteer at the Camp Up for Hunger. So make sure you get down to the Camp Up for Hunger and see their goal. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That's a good point you make. And this team was really put together for, for power. Yeah, um, we were a hitting squad. Absolutely. I mean, our, our, our defense was never number one, but we knew that that was going to end up hurting us. But more importantly, it wasn't the defense that ended up hurting us. It was our offense not showing up, which was crazy. Speaking of defense, before we start transitioning, Alec Bone really had – we talked about this before off air. His de- defense was lacked. I thought he played incredible at third base. I love series. it. I have nothing but good things to say about Alec Bone being a rookie and playing as phenomenal as he did no matter what position you put him in. And he, he – he was great at the hot corner, man. Third base, he was he was he was really impressive. There was nothing that I can say negative about him. They are at they were at close to two hundred games at that point. I mean, you're not going to be perfect every day, and he was more than exceptional at third base. If they do nothing but re-sign him or bring him back and develop him, it's great. And in my opinion, I think I think they should try and well. See what's up at first. Ah, give me some. <laughs> now, exactly my point, That's and a, I will take your take. And uh, we've talked about this before, and if we haven't, our minds are thinking alike. Reese Hoskins will be up for arbitration soon. Bye. I would move Re- Bang. Bye. I, I would move Alec Bone to first. Get yourself a third. Get some pitching. If you can't find a good first baseman, a solid first baseman in free agency, you have plenty of utility players that we already have that could go to first, and you can develop them. We have a bunch of young guys on the team right now that prove themselves at a position. Could you move Schwarber to first? <laughs> big daddy Schwarber? He is a big guy. He's built for first. We have no one on Ronaldo, so we can sign him for third. Move out to first. Imagine that. Yeah, well, it, it, I would even be – okay with Hoskins staying if they really land it it is going to cost some money but if they land it some some more pitchers to have you need more pitchers we we absolutely need a, at least another starter Nola's a third in my opinion Nola's yeah. just too streaky so who's one and two Wheeler well, and then who well I'm saying like literally, I know on our team, Nola is probably a three, maybe a two. He's a two or three. Wheeler's your number one. Obviously, you know, Nola's a two or three. But yeah, we need somebody right there in the middle because we can't be we can't be in Game Six of the World Series and play a bullpen game. Like, is that, Ranger better than Nola? I believe so. I well, like. I'll I take, love. I take the cupcakes right there. I absolutely love Ranger. He is solid. He is content. He is composed. He doesn't. Show emotion when he shouldn't. He doesn't get mad. He doesn't get glad. He he he's he's there to do one thing, and that's just. I heard he, a story about Ranger. You know, Ranger has been in our system for thirteen years. In the farm system. In our farm system. Yeah. Yep. Thirteen years, and I'm not going to look at it as if, well, why didn't they bring my brother? I'm going to look at it like, what a story. Yeah. No, Ranger. It's like the Chris Post. Ranger. <laughs> Ranger's been been in the organization forever same thing with gene segura i've always liked gene but you know they didn't pick up his deal they they're I, they're pretty much saying goodbye to him which 13 or was it 11 or 12 years this would be going mm-hmm. into his 
12th or 13th season with mm -hmm. us. Made it to the playoffs, made it to the World Series. Yeah, like, Best of luck. Yeah, right. Last topic on the Phillies. One thing, one thing you think the Phillies definitely have to change or acquire. What is it? Pitching. Acquire more pitching. Absolutely pitching. Because at the end of the day, our, our bats are there. there. There's enough. There's enough there hitting wise offensively it's not as consistent as you'd like it to be but at the end of the day it's it's pretty much there um, the pitching series? needs to change the pitching absolutely we need another starting but do we go back to the world series absolutely if we add that piece or two we're one piece away and that's another starting pitcher you heard it there first big daddy bill calling the shots great taste i love the ranger so let's transition to the other three, the team in Philadelphia. Birds, baby. The Eagles talk, baby. Now let's not get Big Bill too worked up because he is a birdsman. So much of a birdsman, a big football <laughs> guy. Those fantasy football team is 7-2 right now, correct? What's your fantasy football team? Oh, my, my fantasy football team? Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 7-2, and two. yeah. Yeah, the opposite of mine. I'm, I actually haven't won a game. I was projected to win by 35 this past week, and I lost by 15. So I don't know how that's possible. It happens. It happens. Yeah, clearly not to you. Top, my hot topic of discussion right off the bat, and I think it's definitely been talked about more and more and more, and that is Jalen Hurts playing at MVP level. Who's really close to him right now the way he's playing? How, look at the jump from freshman year to sophomore year. Obviously, peace is health. But these ball, the way he's throwing these balls and when they're putting them in for A.J. Brown. It's almost like he's a different quarterback this year. Because he wasn't making those throws last year. He wasn't reading defenses correctly. He wasn't calling audibles correctly. Not the way he's doing this year. Not the way he's doing this year. I mean, he is – He is. if you watch that game against the Steelers where he threw three touchdowns to A.J. Brown, they were in no other place but for A.J. Brown to catch. The, the, the two, the, two sec, the second and third touchdowns looked identical. Identical. They looked identical. They were so perfect. And that's why we brought, place exactly where it and was. that's why we brought AJ Brown in. He's big, he's tall, he's strong, he's fast. You're never gonna get, you know, the, if, if you're going off for a jump ball, AJ's coming down with it, but you're not. One hundred percent. Rapid fire question for you. Speaking of sophomore year, who had the better transition, Tyrese Maxey or Jalen Hurts? Hurts. Maxey's consistent. Maxey's a a taller Iverson a in a way. Look at the jump from his freshman year to what he's did in his sophomore year. That's and they're really close. I'm still thinking Jalen, but Maxie's like Maxie has been consistent since he's been a freshman, since his his fresh uh, his rookie his year. year. His rookie year. I have always compared him to Iverson. He's just a bigger he's just a like bigger it. Iverson. His I, his I get that lucky having someone like that. Wow, I mean, he is playing incredible. I mean, he's like he's the most important player on this team. The fact that they were able to acquire Harden without getting rid of Maxi was huge. This is how happy we are talk sports because we just went from Eagles to Sixers. But so, do you think Jalen Hurts wins MVP this year? It's possible. I mean, his his mindset is so great. I mean, if you read a quote he said the other day, he said, "I've been eight and no once and lost the national championship. We're not close. We're not done yet. We have work to do." That gives me chills just thinking about how <laughs> how determined he is. I've been eight and zero before and lost in the national championship. I'm ready. Like uh, he's ready. And, and think true. about this storyline. He could potentially face Tua in the Super Bowl, who replaced him. I mean, it's it, what a storyline that would be. I got chills, and it's beautiful outside. Jesus, man. 
Yeah, you're like, you're like a, oh, the words of wisdom from Big Daddy Bill. And I imagine that. Don't you love a good storyline like that? Yeah, I mean. It's like the Super Bowl. The backup yeah. quarterback comes in. Right, you know, exactly. It's, it, 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 it's it's awesome. It really is. It's a cool storyline to think about. You know, it's, I mean, it, it is possible they're, the playing, Jets, they're playing good. Jets, play with Jets, Jets are playing good too, but they'll, they'll they'll find a way to screw that up. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely could, will. Could have said it any better. We'll just touch on it for a second, just because everything that happened with two. Uh, it's good to see that he's even playing football right now. Yeah, I mean, with, with the way the custom. The concussion, concussion protocol, protocol is nowadays. Yeah, he's lucky that he even came back. Should scary. he even have been playing in that game? That was scary. You know, did they miss something? Who knows? Are they overprotective? Is it just football? It, it, it's such a thin line anymore. It really is. But it was scary. It was scary to see well, him really like scary. that all crippled up. And um, So you never want that. Uh, it seems like the NFL has done everything they possibly could to make Player safety a priority, um, but yeah, you, you still got to hit the quarterback. Back. Look at the, like even hockey and something I played for a long time. When I played juniors, I took a hit. It was about three years. Yeah, it it affects <laughs> everybody differently. Everything affects everybody differently. So that was that was a scary thing to see. Glad he's back, and you know. I have no problem with watching Miami win a couple games as long as it's not us in the Super Bowl. Well, <laughs> But just hearing the Dolphins even making the playoffs, but they're playing pretty good. Tyreek Hill is definitely. Good. I've always low key rooted for the Dolphins just because they they play the the Patriots I saw twice a year. Dolphin over there. I wasn't sure if that was one of the girls, but nah. it could be worse. Nah, nah. I just I just like when they beat up on when they would beat up on Brady every once in a while when he was in New England. So oh, Brady's going through a lot right now. Let's, uh, yeah, let's yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be fine with his 300 million. He's all right. Couple shackles, you know, which is only taking a couple of those. I wonder if he's worth Brady more than one half a her. He could technically get uh, was alimony. She's worth more than him. A little pain and suffering. <laughs> <laughs> we are not giving legal advice, but yeah. this has been great so far. And I love a good rapid fire, um, hot takes and cupcakes all the way. And once again, we're going to plug it again. Beautiful day. It's going to be all week. Putting it up there again. Preston Steve came out for hunger November seventh to the eleventh. All day. Uh, I pretty much woke up and I was already there. We're going to be there tomorrow for the fireworks and food. So come on out. Um, it's a great event for great calls. Now, our final topic, the transition, and this is obviously one of my babies here, Little Flyers Talk, a season where full of question marks. I mean, I had this team win in one game in October, and they have just totally they started out three and zero. Been pretty consistent. Uh, Tortorella. I mean, that's that's the only thing I can say. Really, Tortorella. He changed the game. He he. The fact that he told his players before the season started, no one's getting that C till at least next season. I mean, who? You, that's like unheard of. And I've seen it one other time, and I'll tell you about it because it worked. The New York Rangers, for the last four years, they had no captain. They just named the captain this year. They went to the, they went to the deep in the playoffs, Game Seven against Tampa Bay. And I've said this before. First time you and I talked about it, I had the Rangers in the Stanley Cup this year because of the simple fact that I think trade deadline they're going to get Patrick Kane. Just my hot take, and they have the ability to be able to do it. It yeah, I mean, of course they. Edmonton, have. New York is who I have in the cup this year. Mm. And Edmonton with a new goaltender and the way that McDavid showed us up in the playoffs. McDavid, he's 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 tough. 
That kid is unreal, man. He is unreal. Uh, are, you, are you surprised about the Flowers or success? No, no, I'm not. Only because of Tortorella. If if it would have been anybody else, yeah, I'd be, I would be surprised. But no, you need that. He is a Philly guy. He gets it immediately. He is what Philly needs. He is. He represents Philly. He's like Bryce. He's not from here, but he gets it. And that's a big part of it, too. And people forget that John Tortorella coached the 04 Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget that. That was a great series. Right. Yes. Gagne hit us the game seven and uh, the game six. But John Tortorella was perfect for this situation because we were starting to see the veterans transition out. We obviously saw Claude Giroux move on. JVR is going to be gone after this year. Yeah. And he's going to be able to mold these young kids. And three years from now, two years from now, they're going to be playing pretty well. But the surprising thing, realistically, is Carter Hart right now. Now, people know he's a good goaltender. People are always going to talk. Six oh and two. Yeah, I mean that was that was the expectations that he's had over the past couple of years, and now he's finally he has the coaching and the team around him to do it. You don't necessarily need a Claude Giroux to to make a team as to make a team good. You sometimes it's the nineteen eighty you know, miracle it's not on about ice. The name on it's the back. not it's about, about the name on the front. Exactly. Where are you from? Right here, USA. That's where you're from. That's what it's about. It's about being on the team. It's not about any one player. It's the chemistry. It's about. It's not about the. It's. It's about the right guys. You know what I mean. It's not about the best ones. And that's well said. And that's essentially what it's like you were down to. These are the right guys. Yeah. The biggest thing about this team was the accountability they lacked for so long. Leadership they lacked for so long. TK's playing incredible. The fact that they sent Cam York, who I've been watching before he was drafted, they sent him down. He played 33 games last year with a team that hasn't really played together this year on defense. Yeah. So it's, and no captain. This is just a year accountability, my brother. It, it really is, and everyone has to step up to earn that spot because no one's <laughs> going to be – no one's given a spot on this team this year, and that's a good thing. You need to earn it. Even Carter Hart, and he has. And he has. They've, they've, man, you could have said that any better. Flyers are on tonight. St. Louis Blues. We got Braden Shen, the old former Flyer. Craig Brew, former Flyer. Um, should be a good game. But before we transition now, a uh, big thing is this Saturday, the return of the beloved former captain, Claude Giroux, returns this weekend. Now, we've seen players when Brian Dawkins came back. All love. Jake Vercheck came back from Columbus. It's about time with McNabb when he played for Washington. When you spend so long, especially Dawkins, Dawkins was is the, probably one of the greatest Philadelphia athletes ever. Yep. You're seeing Claude Giroux, who was captain for 13 years, play for one team. Two things. How do you think the fans will react? How do you think he's going to react to come back to Philadelphia? Because I'm going to cry, probably. I'll be there. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less than a standing ovation and him being emotional about it. He spent a lot of time here. He raised family here. At, yeah, I, and he didn't leave on bad terms. No, he didn't leave on bad terms. But I'll say this: the and you know, behind the scenes stuff, the team didn't really necessarily do him right. They were looking for their best interest. They sent him Florida. They won the President's Cup. Yeah, they were looking to get what the most of what they could. I get it. It was it was expected. It was. Oh, he was getting moved. Yeah, yeah the, the, it, he was definitely going, and I think he accepted it. And. No one ever really knows what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. So, but I, 
in my opinion, I think they they amicably left each other. I mean, they they oh, were he had to go they, right. They needed a new identity. Yeah, they absolutely. Identity and I think he realized that, and I don't think that he thought that. <laughs> there was going to be much more of a future here in Philadelphia, unfortunately, because he was a fan favorite and that did suck a little bit as a fan, but, but he knew it was time to go. And as a, as a fan, you also have to appreciate, Hey, we need to do what's best. We want a championship. So if you got to go, you got to go. And look what he's playing with now. He's playing with Matthew to to break it. Yeah, he's son. That's a, he's such a great player. A little different when you get into someone a goal scorer. You know, culture has spent a lot of time being a playmaker, and you have guys like Matt Reed who should be bagging groceries on the line with him for five years. <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? But did the Flyers win the playoffs this year? I do. I don't. I I, I think they'll might be a lower seed, but I think they're going to get in. And and just like <laughs> with the Phillies and any any other sport, you got you, you just got to get in. You get in, and anything can happen. Especially hockey. You're right. Hockey playoffs, by far, they step it up to another level. And it's, it's unlike you, anything you've ever seen. If you didn't watch one hockey game during the regular season, you put on the playoffs and you're watching some elite, elite sports. The man that knows all sports. What a rap, what a rapid sash. We're right there at the 30. We covered it all. Big Daddy Bill couldn't be more happy to have you on the show, the first time podcast. You cruised on through great takes. Uh, I typically like to do the um, the Frank the Tank final thought. Got to thank you. Once again, give me some, my brother. Yeah, yes, we you. are next to each other, by the way. Don't get it <laughs> twisted. You probably wonder why the walls are the same color. Because we're next to each other. Um, Frank the Tank final thought. And this is essentially something I have to do that's away from sports. Everybody knows how I am with you know the mental health world. And to talk with people and with what I do and contribute and everything I've been through, when you hit those, you know, those thoughts and those things you start to reflecting, it's always best to try and reach out to somebody. There, there are tons of things out there. Always do your best. Always put your best foot forward. And when the going gets tough, put some music on. Put it. Put a smile on. Take a walk. Take a chance. It, it typically always always transitions into a good thing. Just, just do the best that you can. It's the front of the tank on a fall. And I always wonder why Chick-fil-A was closed on Sundays. I still don't get that. But that's going to do it for the show. Bill, once again, you're still alive with us. Thanks again, my brother. Anything you want to give us a little final thought? Uh, I guess just to piggyback off that last final thought, if – if anyone ever feels like they need to talk to somebody or has any issues, it is always just best to talk to somebody. It doesn't matter if it's a random person on the subway. If you are feeling any type of way, just talk to somebody. Just express it. it, it if you don't think tomorrow is going to come, it will. I mean, it, it. tomorrow is always a better day. And as long as you're breathing, you have a reason to live. So if, it's just that's a that's a that's a very touchy subject to me. It means a lot to me, and I'm grateful to still be here. So, likewise, my brother and I have always had talks, and we're both happy to uh, be able to do these kind of things. Damn good show! Give us a follow, Frank the Tank Show, and don't forget, came up for hunger. Still going on. It's four thirty all week. Hit it hard. Do good things. Make good decisions. Go for sports. Uh, what more can you say? Flyers tonight. 
Who do the Eagles got this weekend? The Eagles have Washington on Monday. Is it, oh, we do real quick return of <laughs> return, return of Wentz. Wentz. Wentz on the bench. That's what it is. Not Elf on the shelf. Wentz on the bench. Oh, uh, you bench. heard it here first. The new tile. <laughs> Dusty the Elf is no longer. We got the Wentz on the bench. We're, we're copyright that too, by the way. Everybody's taking that from us. So once again, thanks for joining us on Friday Tag Show. Give us a follow on Spotify, and we are. We're good.